1: or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kirk
0: Labor Day weekend, this 230-acre facility known as Indianapolis Raceway Park is the home of an event as important and in some respects larger than the Indy 500, the Nationals Championship Drag Races. From 42 states and Canada, they trek to the Nationals as they have for 15 years. 1,400 contestants and 100,000 fans will, for five days, be a part of the largest automotive competition event in the world. There are drag races every weekend from coast to coast, but this is the Nationals. For the devout, it's the World Series, Super Bowl, Olympics, and Kentucky Derby all rolled into one. Long lines start forming early in the week, and inspection continues until class runoffs. No Nationals entrant escapes a thorough pre-race technical inspection. There's 102 official classes of competition. The rules are explicit and enforced to the letter. With this volume, there is bound to be rejections and panic situations. What to do a thousand miles from home and the tech boss says changes must be made. Or the trailer that took such a beating getting you dandy is going to need healing if it's to get you home. That's when the Hearst Safety Center looks as good as an oasis in the desert. Of the many contributions Hearst Performance is making to drag racing, the Hearst Safety Center at major NHRA events is probably the most appreciated by competitors. Staffed by over 30 Hearst-trained experts, this Hearst Aid Center can fill most any prescription. Cutting, welding, grinding, drilling, supplying a hard-to-find bolt or clamp figuring out how to add a little weight to make just the right class. And the famous shifty doctor is on hand to ensure that Hurst shifters, Hurst Earhart disc brakes, and Schaefer clutches all perform the way they were engineered to perform, flawlessly. After inspection and classification is completed, it's straight to the working pits where crews quickly begin the critical business of pre-race preparation and tuning. Much of this work won't make the machine run one bit faster, but will hopefully increase reliability. There's no second chances in this sport. Just about any mechanical failure on the track means sure defeat. After an initial time trial run, most racers start making many changes in an effort to whittle down that elapsed time. Different gear ratios, ignition timing, carburetor jetting, tire pressure, and a bag full of other tricks. Of the 1,400 cars entered, only about 180 will qualify for final eliminations. At this point, everyone's mind is on winning that class or grabbing a low elapsed
2: time to earn a guaranteed spot in the Labor Day Tournament of Champions. The next runoffs involve the superstocks. The opening runoff will be famous Ronnie Sox in a Plymouth and Lance J Hill of Canada in a Camaro. Ronnie stops Lance with a 12.02 run. Tension mounts as the two big fuelers take their place at the start line. All eyes are on the staging line. Carboni is too eager and he goes up in smoke. Big Daddy becomes the first man to win two top fuel national titles in a row. Garlitz takes home $7,000 Top Eliminator money and, as Garlitz said, that isn't all. Endorsements will gross thirty dollars to $35,000 to the winner. To the Drag Race team, there's nothing like rolling into the winner's circle to claim their title, trophy, and prize money. And for those who failed to take their place among the winners at Drag Racing's largest event, there's the challenge of another race, another chance for victory, and a place Among the Eliminators.
0: Set
3: the Wayback Machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody. Hey, y'all. What do you get when you cross Suzanne Summers and Goldie Hun? You get Linda Vaughn. And I'm listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Why don't you?
1: Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computer in Google, Tan Talk 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about GolfStream Motorsports and your show host, Robert. And the co-producer, Bobby. How you doing, Bobby?
3: Uh, I guess there's something to find out about me. Maybe not. No, <laughs> How's no. it
1: going? Oh, You're a pretty cool kid. Hey. And uh, your daddy loves you. (laughs) So I just embarrassed you, didn't I? (laughs) Go ahead. Give us the social uh, social media doohickeys.
3: Sure. Uh, We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Periscope, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, at NRC on Air. And Instagram is at
1: Golfstream Motorsports. That's right. I was tempted to say dot com, but you don't, do you? Nope, not not for
3: not for any handles. Not for any handles. Okay,
1: yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Hey, welcome, guys, and uh, we got a great show for you tonight. We got two guests coming on, and as you always hear me ranting and raving about, we have the Monterey Collector Car Week coming up in about two weeks, commencing on the uh, actually starts on Friday the eleventh, if I got my dates right, and uh, of August that is, and uh, it is probably I've got to say the most comprehensive automotive car event in the country. Now the reason I say that is because if I say it's the best car event, I don't want to step on any toes over here because we are very very partial to our good friend Bill Warner and the founder of the Amelia Island Concourse because he has created a very very good Amelia Island Collector Car Week event for us here on the Eastern Seaboard. However, and only just recently within the last two years they've had racing but not during that particular event where Monterey has pretty much everything but the the advantage Monterey has Outside of the fact that it's California IA and it's it's truly God's country. It's the best piece of real estate on the planet, I think, Monterey County, which is the south of San Francisco, the Bay Area there. And um, but there's so many things going on. Not only do you have the car shows, you have the auctions, you have rallies, you have cruises, you have pebble beach, you have the quail, you have and I'll get into some of that stuff here shortly. It is it's truly when they use the terms and they say Something for everyone, it really is. It's not limited. Like, for example, this past weekend, I think, up in uh, Detroit, was St. John's, and that used to be Meadowbrook uh, Concourse, which used to take place on the, I believe, the Chrysler, or, no, 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 I I think it was either, yeah, well, it was one of those estates up there. Either Chrysler, Dodge, one of the big three manufacturers back in the day. At any rate, it got moved to uh, a town called, well, it's just, it's kind of like in the border of Plymouth and Novi, if you're familiar with the Detroit area, which is kind of north mm, west of Detroit, so to speak. And uh, it's it's a it's an amazing concourse. Now, here's what the St. John's event has to offer. It is in basically, let's just say, Detroit, the Motor City capital, by far in the world, and anybody and everybody that is has something to do with the automotive industry, is generally at that event, okay? Generally, manufacturers, designers, conceptualists, everybody that's involved in the automotive industry from, let's say, the manufacturing or peripheral manufacturing standpoint will be at that particular event. Design, particularly design, because there's so much design that has come out of and and innovation that's come out of Detroit. Monterey, on the other hand, is kind of like a worldwide stage. You've got everybody from all over the world, and predominantly collectors, automotive enthusiasts, because the big draw during Monterey Car Week is the Rolex reunion, which is the race, the vintage car race that takes place at Laguna Seca, or they call it Mazda Laguna Seca Raceway. Mazda Laguna Seca Raceway. I have to say that correctly, because Jill will call me up and, and scream at me, because as old guys... Again, yeah, again, that's right. Because in the old days, it's it was Laguna Seca. It still is Laguna Sega, but Mazda's got their badge on. It, which is okay. I'm okay with that because Mazda's owned thirty percent by Ford. Okay, so I'm cool with that. Whereas Sears Point, which is Sonoma County, which is where I grew up in that area, that used to be Sears Point and then became but it's in Sonoma. Then it became the Infineon something raceway. What was it called back then, Bobby? Which In, I did like. uh, Infineon Raceway. Yeah, Infineon Raceway. And then it went back to Sonoma. So at one point it was Sonoma, Sears Point, Sears Point, Sonoma, Infineon. So, But thus purest we still refer to it. It's kind of like Sebring. Sebring is still Sebring. Charlotte is Charlotte. You know, Motorsport Speedway. But I think they call it Lowe's Motorsport Speedway or something like that. So we just dropped the commercial names and we call it what it is. Kind of like Tampa Bay Stadium for you Buccaneer fans. It's still the Buccaneer Stadium. I don't know what they call it nowadays because I don't fall sticking ball. Because it takes two balls to race a car. Anyway, <laughs> uh, how about it's time for the FLA Car Shows Minute. Now uh, what's, I can't wait. Is, I'll tell you what's going on this weekend. Reeves, Import motor cars, the first Saturday of every month, has their cars and coffee. Now, get there early if you want to get a parking spot because you got a few hundred cars show up. But if you want the best coffee and the best beignets, you got to go to Reeves Cars and Coffee this Saturday morning. And you need to be there at 6 because by 8 o'clock, they're all headed over to... Gene Tesson's Garage One Cars and Coffee, where he has real live Dunkin' Donuts and Dunkin' Coffee. Right, Bobby? So we get a double dose of donuts and coffee. Now... That is true. Also this weekend, if, now, if you hang out at Gene's for about, oh, I'd say an hour or so, until about 9, 9.30, 10. If you hurry, because you're only an hour and a half away from downtown Orlando, at the Ace Cafe, they've got the very first Shake and Bake car show. So that's from 11 to 2. So that's... Uh, Sponsored by our friends over there at uh, Ace Cafe and, of course, FloridaCarshows.com or FLACarshows.com. So, that's true. And if you want to find out where all the car shows are in the state of Florida, definitely check out FLACarshows.com. Right, Bobby?
3: Yep. And um, importantly, what what were we watching? What did we uh, see last night when we drove down West Bay Drive? Yes,
1: yes. Our number one sponsor and longtime friends and favorite place to dine in downtown Largo is the Rib Shack Barbecue. Ribshack Barbecue. Ribshack downtown Barbecue, downtown yeah. Now, they're moving from their old location about a block, let's say, east. To 426 West Bay Drive. 426. Now, for all you car guys, 426. Think of Elephant Motors. Think of Hemi, you know, 426. So you can't forget that. Think. I'll see. Where's this place and, on East Bay Drive? 426 me someone do a hem- ah 426. Well, because they'll
3: be driving to the future possible cruising. Yeah, we're going to be
1: That's exactly right. We're going to have some cruisings up to now. They have a beer wine license now, so that's great cuz you know, nothing goes better than barbecue than a good nice ice cold glass of Yingling, you know, or if you're an American beer drinker, let's just say Bush. Anything but a light beer cuz if you're doing a light beer, you might as well drink water any rate, so, yeah, yes. And they're they, adding French fries. And they're adding French fries, yes. So, for the best barbecue in Pinellas County, the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, their new location, 426 West Bay Drive. And what's their number? 581-9090. That's 727-581-9090. 501 Is that what it is? one. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm close. Hey, since we're talking about Monterey, here's a little animals and a song from back in the Monterey pop days. It's called Monterey. Monterey. Hey, you're tuning into nostalgic reading cars. Don't touch that dial. I will. I promise you. Be right back.
0: Some of them came and played. Shankna's music made me cry. The hoop exploded into fire and light Hugh Masukila's
2: music was black as night.
0: Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus.
4: Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock
0: every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight.
4: We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus Show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find
0: your inner grease.
4: This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727 543-1601. Oh, uh-huh. Aha. <laughs>
0: comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla, telling you I love Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
1: Okay, we're back, and you tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our first guest for the evening, and uh, this gentleman is a good friend of mine. He's the marketing director for Russo and & Steel, and Russo and Steel's got an amazing auction coming up in a few weeks in Monterey, and I'm delighted to welcome to the show, Darren Robert. Darren, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Pretty good. So welcome back. It's been a while, and uh, of course, I just saw you in Scottsdale what about six months ago. So here we go again. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Here we go again. It's uh, it's the other end of the uh, the collector car season here, where uh, we're we're facing down the barrel of Monterey, and we couldn't be more excited.
1: Wow. Now Monterey. Let me ask you a question for you guys. I know for some of the other auctions, but for you guys, you know, you're based out of Scottsdale. So is Monterey Correct. like? Is that your? Is it? Is 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 Scottsdale still your your pinnacle auction and Monterey kind of like number 2 or is Monterey kind of like uh kind of taking first place for you or how's it work tell us Well
4: honestly they're they're both extremely different events okay. mean, The types of vehicles that we offer the general focus uh Scottsdale, of course is much bigger and I would say we more or less consider that our flagship event just based on the fact that it is in our own backyard but uh Monterey is obviously equally important, and it's uh, sort of an ever-rising force in the uh, the collector car marketplace. And uh, we're just honored to be there and be a part of it, and, uh, and we enjoy it very much.
1: So now you you also have one in Newport Beach, right?
4: Correct. Yeah, we do Newport Beach in June.
1: Okay, so you have three auctions. Is that what you have now?
4: Uh, correct. We're up to three. We've uh, potentially got some more coming next year, though. So definitely uh, stay tuned to com for all the details, because they're always posted there first.
1: Oh yeah, and then you'll find out here on Nostalgic Racing Cars because we're going to tell you where Bruce Hodge sale is going to be because someday it will be back in Florida, right?
4: Well, that's what we're hoping. Um, you know, we, we can't really confirm or deny until the ink has been dried, but uh, the uh, the southeast is certainly a uh, area that we're definitely interested in moving into.
1: Super, super. Now, how did the new location work out for you? Was this was this the first year for the new location in Scottsdale?
4: Yes. For those that may not know, uh, we relocated from our uh, our longtime, uh, uh, you know. Area that we've we set up our event on uh, the uh, 101 and Scottsdale Road to uh, Salt River Field to Talking Stick, which, uh, for those in the know, know that it is one of the Southwest's premier uh, sporting and entertainment complexes. It's home to the, uh, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies Spring Training Facilities. And uh, we fit in great there. It's an amazing new location. It's huge. It's huge, huge, huge. You walk in and it just it kind of takes your breath away how much is going on there. And uh, it really is sort of a perfect symmetry between uh, location and um, and the utilities that are available to us there as well as uh, as the people in the area. And it just it works out fantastic. It's really a big improvement. Anybody that hasn't been out, we were a bucket list event before, and now I don't even know what we are at this point. But it, uh, it's a must-visit event if you're a car fanatic.
1: Well, yeah, and you, the good thing is is that the first location you had was on 101 there in Scottsdale Road, which was real easy to get in and out of. It was excellent. This new location you got is just as equally well-situated because you can get in there right off the interstate bus plus, plus you're right behind the pavilion so those of us that hang out at the car show during the daytime guess where we're going we're going to Russo it's still an evening aren't we
4: sure yeah no it's a very car-centric area and it's smack dab in the center of all the comings and goings during Scottsdale car week so it really sort of cements us as being the epicenter of the collector car world not only in location but in general scope the cars that we offer the people that we've involved and uh, and every other every other piece of the puzzle I mean Russo feels an enthusiast-based auction house and uh Scottsdale is certainly a uh, enthusiast based event.
1: So let's talk about Monterey. Monterey is a big deal. Now at Scottsdale, you have usually what six, seven hundred cars. Monterey, how many cars you got this year?
4: Well, we do eight hundred in Scottsdale with oh, the so Okay, we've uh, we've been able to expand our, our catalog quite a bit by moving there too. But uh, uh, Monterey for us is a much more intimate event. It's, uh, it's higher end cars and um, there's less less offerings. We do about two hundred and fifty cars, and it's an evening auction, which is a lot of fun too. A lot of our competitors in the area are doing daytime stuff, and that really runs into a lot of the concours and then various car shows and activities and racing and all the other stuff that's uh, so great about Monterey. So not only do you get to do all that during the day, but then you can come party with Russo and Steel at night. That's that's really what we are. It's just a fun, open, exciting environment, and uh, everybody kind of likes to uh, you know end their night at Russo and Steel. And uh, a lot of people come in early and they end up uh, staying because it's so much fun.
1: Well, I got to tell you, out of all the auctions, and I go to pretty much all of them, and of course, you know, those of us in the media, we got to be kind of neutral, we're not biased or anything like that. But, sure. you know, I have, I, and I talk about this all the time, I have fun at the auction. But I got to tell you, what I like about your auction is you can get right up on stage or right in there, in the mix with everybody else. I mean, that works out really, really well. So it's kind of fun, you know, you got the, it's kind of like that, uh, what's the word, like that arena, kind of like a Colosseum, I think Drew kind of def- explained it one time, you know, kind of like your, uh, you know, the Coliseum in Rome, and, you know, where, you're, where the cars are, are like the, you know, feeding the Christians to the lions type kind of thing, you know? And uh, don't, well, I mean, oh, <laughs>
4: really, the, the philosophy behind it is that it's sort of like a cross between a uh, sporting event, a uh, rock concert, a really cool cocktail party, and, of course, the collector automobile yeah. auction. And that's one of the things that's great about what we do is that ultimately, what is a collector car? The collector car is all about emotion and excitement. And wouldn't you kind of want to buy your car in the same way that you would live with it and enjoy it? And that's that's sort of where the auction around format sells above everything else. Is you become part of the show and you're up close, you can lick the cars, kick the cars, do whatever you gotta do to sort of, you know, feel them out before you place your bids. But people get excited in our auction block. And that's that's what's really fun about what it is that we do is that you get to see the raw emotion and the passion that people feel for these automobiles and when they purchase it, it's at the highlight of their lives. And, uh, you know, it, it's great for us to be a part of it personally, but it's also fun to witness for not only ourselves, but the people in the crowd. It's, it's, it's really a spectator event more so than just a, you know, sit in the back, can I have your bids, or kind of low-key type of thing. I mean, we're, we're about energy and excitement and fun, and that's why so many people enjoy Russo and Steel, is because it, it, it encompasses something that everybody can appreciate, and that's yes. the passion for collector cars.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, just, it's just a unique event. Now, let me ask you this. How much does it cost for the average guy to get in if he just wants to look at some of the cars?
4: Well, in uh, Monterey, fortunately, uh, we'll do uh, some, some free previews in our wharf lot, which is where you can view most of the vehicles that are on offer. And as long as you get there early on in the day, you can come, uh, come view that complimentary free of charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to come back and hang out and hang in the crowd with us, it's $30 to get you in. Uh, registered bids, $200. That gets you drink tickets and a guest pass and all kinds of other stuff, too, last you on the block. So, really, if you're going to come multiple days, which we suggest everybody does, because every day is so different at Rousseau and Steel. That uh, you go ahead and you get you register as a bidder, and you, you know you get to come and enjoy it firsthand the way it's meant to be enjoyed down on the block with us.
1: Okay. Now, um, for example, what are some of the highlight cars? Now, give us some. Let's give us some extreme. Give us some of the entry level cars. You know, let's say for the guy that wants a you know, 15000 twenty thousand dollar car, and then you got the sure. million dollar plus deals.
4: Well, we don't have a lot on the cheap end this time. Uh, Monterey is, is, is more of an exclusive type of environment for okay. us, but. Uh, on the high end, we got some great stuff. We've got a 1965 Shelby Cobra. It's got a 289. It's a Mark II, and it's a late one as well, so it's got all the Ford electronics in it, uh, the alternators to the generator and all the Lucas nightmares. In addition, it's got rack and pinion steering, and, and as you know, the later Mark IIs are just better built all-around Cobras, and between you and I, I personally much prefer the skinny-body Cobras versus the uh, the big 427s. I think the narrow hips on them just look so much sexier and and, and more sort of true to form and a little bit raw And it just, it's something that uh, we're really excited to offer. Uh, We've also got a 61 Ferrari 250 GT PF Coupe that's coming in. Um, I'm a big fan of Coupes, as you know. I Mm -hmm. I have a never-ending love for the MGB GT for some unknown reason. But, uh, you know, a a Ferrari Coupe uh, is certainly something that every collector should own at one point in time or another, especially something uh, with that beautiful 250 motor in it. Uh, Additionally, we just got in. um, I heard on your your little break there, you had Adam Carolla talking about your show there. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is gracious enough to be consigning with us a 1972 BMW WCSL Batmobile race car that'll be really, really neat Uh, that's coming across. And additionally, we've got some other good race cars, too. We've got a 66 McLaren Mark II. Uh, And then we've got some more celebrity cars. We have a uh, Porsche GT3 RS. It's a 2007 that uh, was originally bought from new by comedy legend and Porsche aficionado Jerry Seinfeld. And uh, there's always some good no-reserve stuff, too. We've got an 83 Ferrari 512 BBI uh, that's running the block at no-reserve. It's black, which is really super, super cool. And we have some prototypes, too, as I'm sure you're aware. Last year, we sold that Ford GT prototype for $836,000. So certainly setting the world record on Ford GTs. Uh, This year, we've got a, uh, a Ferrari Testarossa, I believe it's a 91. It's 92, excuse me. 92512TR. It's uh, number one of two original U.S. spec prototypes. That'll be crossing the block probably on Saturday. So, and we've got, uh, you know, we've got some uh, late model exotics too. We've got a uh, 2016 Porsche 911R, which is, of course, the nastiest Porsche you can get up until they released that one a couple weeks ago. And uh, we've always got a 4GT too. Uh, The 4GT that we have that's really special this year was one of the first original lottery cars. So, it's a very early production, which is very, very cool. So a little, little bit of something for everybody. If you're looking there, I mean, on some of the lower end stuff, we've got, uh, we've got some MGs, and we've got uh, a few other little cars like that that uh, could get anybody excited and get anybody in and get anybody involved. And uh, we've always got a good uh, variety of GT350 Shelby's. We've got uh, several this time, multiples uh, running, no reserve, uh, and lots of Corvettes. Uh, we've got a collection running as well, the uh, Art Aster collection, um, as you know, anybody who's kind of in the know with uh, collector automobiles, Art Astor was a broadcasting pioneer from the Los Angeles area and a world-renowned car collector. So several years ago, he liquidated his collection, except for 14 cars. These are the cars that were closest to his heart, the nearest and dearest, the ones he could not uh, afford to part with. So unfortunately, at the beginning of the year, he passed away, and uh, where everyone thought his uh, highly maintained and uh, dotingly cared for Collector uh, collection was long gone forever. Lo and behold, the, four, the last fourteen are coming to auction, and they are the uh, Art Astor Devotion collection, and they'll be uh, crossing the block mostly at no reserve. Uh, Russo is dealing Monterey this year.
1: Wow, 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 wow! And of course, you got your fair share of Camaros and Chevelles and GTOs and things of that nature as well. And
4: oh yeah, we got a, a great Camaro. We got a Cross Ramsey twenty eight sixty nine in uh, in Hugger orange. It's Super cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's always European sports, American muscle, hot rods, customs, late model, exotics. We kind of run the gamut on everything. We don't specialize in one particular uh, corner of the hobby. We, uh, we If it's got uh, wheels on it, it's cool, and you can get passionate about it. It's something we have every so and steel.
1: Super. All right, so what are the daytime schedules again? Or nighttime schedules, I should say. Starting nighttime when?
4: Nighttime schedule. Well, we open every, we open every day for, for preview at 10 a.m. Um, auctions will begin daily at 5 o'clock, starting Thursday the 17th. And they will run through uh, Saturday the 19th. And uh, we're an evening auction. We're a party. Come out, have a couple drinks, buy some cars with your friends, have a great time, and just enjoy the ambiance of downtown Monterey. I mean, we really are the smack dab center right off Fisherman's Wharf in downtown. And you can just feel the energy bouncing off the buildings and the ocean out there. It's really just an amazing event. It's one that you can't miss if you're going to be in the area.
1: All right. Of course, before then, you'll be on Tuesday. You'll probably be hanging out at the uh, Concourse on the Ave with uh, Doug Friedman and those guys, right?
4: You know me so well. That is my favorite car show of the entire year. Yes. I do not. I fly in specifically nice and early just so I can make it to Concord on the app. But, yeah, if you've never been to Concord on the app, that's the, the ultimate way to start your Monterey experience. It, uh, great variety of cars. Everything is really, 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 really nice um, in that show. And, you know, downtown Carmel is just so quaint and beautiful, and everyone is so cool down there. It is, again, the best car show of the year.
1: Period. And, and, it, it can't miss event, and it's open to the public. I mean, it's a free event. It's open great. to the public. Super. Yeah, as
4: long as you're willing to park and walk, you'll uh, you get to enjoy it. And, and I mean, you'll see a little bit of everything. I mean, gosh, when was it last uh, last year? We were there was, an, I think was an XJSS down there, and then on the other end of it, somebody had the world's most over-restored Triumph Spitfire. I mean, there's <laughs> like literally anything you can think of down there. But it's all the best of the best of the best, and the owners are there, and they're cool, and it's just it's one of those environments where. People just feel open and able to talk to each other, and you forge some pretty nice friendships and relationships at that show. It's, it's great cars, great people, great location. It's, it's perfect.
1: It's perfect. All right, one more time. Social media on uh, Russo and Steel, Darren?
4: We're on all of them. Uh, you go Twitter, you go Instagram, you go Facebook. You can find us in any of those. It's uh, at Russo and Steel. But the best place to go to learn about what's going on with Russo is www.russoandsteel.com. It's again www.russo, R U S S O, and A N D. Steel S T E E L E dot com. All the current information is going to be located there.
1: Super. All right, Darren. Will you take care? We'll see you out there.
4: We will indeed. So we're looking at what, uh, like ten days, two weeks, something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's close. Well, right I around will, the corner. Uh,
4: <laughs> I know. It's uh, it's definitely sneaking up on us, but uh, it's exciting. It's my it's my favorite uh, favorite week of the year, and uh, you know I meet the best people, have the most fun, and uh, Monterey's a great town. And if it's something you've never done before, you know you better uh, look into it quick because those hotels are filling up fast. So Ooh, uh, yes.
1: yeah. <laughs> but
4: uh, I will see you uh at Concord on the Am bright and early Tuesday morning.
1: You got it. All right, take care, Darren.
4: Talk to you soon
1: okay, I wanna thank my special guest, Darren Roberts from Russo and Steel marketing director. Hey, stick around, we got another guest coming on. We'll be talking more cars and more Monterey. You're tuning into Nostalgic Windowing Cars.
5: Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cards, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cards.
1: Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cards. It's time to introduce our second guest. This gentleman's been on my show a number of times. He's the voice of Meekham Auctions. I'm delighted to welcome to the show. My friend, John Craman. John, how you doing?
5: Hey, Robert. How we doing, my man?
1: Wow, you had a busy day today. You just got into the hotel, settled down, and you're on the phone with me right away. How about that?
5: Yeah, well, I made it here in record time courtesy of a Dodge Challenger rental car. So Ooh, how about that? that wow. Works. Yeah.
1: Wow. Tell us about Monterey. It's right around the corner. And I was just looking on the website here. you got a number of collections in there. One in particular, which is of interest to me because I was a big Jay Giles fan. But you guys got me the too. Jay Giles collection.
5: Yeah, you know, we've got, uh, you know, 14 collector car auctions this year. And Monterey, which is actually two auctions from now in August, is getting a tremendous amount of attention because it really represents a different level of what most people sort of connect Mecham Auctions with. As the world's largest collector car auction company, handling 15,000 cars annually, the bulk of what we do are uh, muscle cars, 50s, 60s, 70s, cars of all types, a lot of muscle cars, Corvettes, street rods, customs, that type of a thing. Very light, typically, on European cars, exotic cars, whether they're contemporary or vintage. But that's been changing the last five, six years, and Monterey is really our showcase to be able to, to uh, bring uh, about 600 cars of that level, primarily European cars, a lot of Porsches, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. And the star of that group, in my mind, just like there's Robert, is the collection of cars from Jay Giles, who unfortunately just passed away suddenly and surprisingly earlier this year.
1: Tell us about some of the cars in right there. Now, he was a, uh, he he was, obviously, he was the lead singer and founder of Jay Giles. And he, was, he wrote most of those songs. He was the guitarist. Also had an amazing guitar collection, because I know you're a guitar collector as well. And, um, but his cars, I think, were pre- predominantly Italian exotics, weren't they, or were they not?
5: Well, yeah, no, you had it right on the head. And that's what's sort of odd about the whole thing. I mean, we certainly remember, you know, Jay Giles with his big hit, you know, centerfold, Freeze Frame, Love Stinks, all those songs were, you know, those songs were monster hits. But then, unlike a lot of the rockers, a lot of the, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s rockers that are still touring and, you know, recording today, Jay Giles kind of went away, and nobody really heard much of him. What he did is uh, he decided to kind of back away from the writing songs and live performing and recording, did a little producing, but more importantly... Uh, in the mid-'70s, he founded a group in Carlisle, Massachusetts, called or a company called KTR Motorsports, and that was specializing in servicing vintage Ferraris, other Italian cars, too. Uh, and, of course, as you might imagine, his collection is sprinkled with a lot of those type of cars, too. His star is his 61 Ferrari 250 GTO 2 Plus 2. It is stunning. It's black with a red interior. Uh, and then probably half a dozen other cars and some Italian uh, cycles, as well. Some of them were under restoration and are only half done. Uh, that are coming to the auction as well. You can look at all this information. Meekam.com's got a real nice spread and details and pictures of the cars and the cycles. So worth uh, you know, checking that out.
1: Interesting. Now, Colin Colmer, Colin out of Wisconsin—is that the same Colin I'm thinking of?
5: Yeah, that's Colin. Yeah, he's a good long-term customer and friend of Meekam. Also bringing uh, some really cool cars. His his uh, main car. Uh, A million-dollar-plus car is a uh, late-'50s Lister uh, Jaguar. Uh uh, Lister, a boutique manufacturer uh, that dominated road racing in the late 1950s and uh, had a variety of different power plants. This one, of course, with the Jaguar engine, and it's completely restored, and Colin has successfully done a lot of vintage racing with the car, very well known, and has reluctantly put that (laughs) and some of his other cars up as well. We're starting to see more and more. Collectors bring cars in large group to Meekum auctions. And it doesn't really matter what type of car it is or what type of motorcycle. We've been really effective in uh, not only selling those, but just as importantly, putting them on the radar screen of collectors due to very, very heavy advertising, promotion, catalogs, um, you know, digital uh, advertising. We really, really do a good job of getting the word out, I think.
1: I will have to commend Meekum. On exactly as you described it, you guys do a great job of media exposure, getting the customers' cars out there, letting everybody know about it. Um, You guys, I mean, you got it down. I mean, like you said, you have become the world's largest automotive auction, and you do a great job. You got a great name a great reputation, great locations, and I'm amazed. I mean, you guys have as many as two auctions a month. That's incredible. You guys got to be worked to death.
5: It's pretty manic. We're, uh, uh, In fact, I just arrived in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where this week we're going to have uh, about 950 cars over four days, a uh, lot of great television coverage on NBCSN Friday and, and, th- and uh, Thursday. Both are great live segments. These are Eastern Times, noon to 5, live on those two days. And then on Saturday, we're going to be doing uh, seven hours of tape delayed. We're going to be taping basically the whole entire auction. And that's going to be re-aired a day or two later. Check the schedules for NBCSN to check that out. But that's seven out of 14 auctions. Like you say, Monterey's in a couple weeks, a couple weeks after that, Dallas, a couple weeks after that, Louisville. And it just, the march just continues. I'm full-time with Meekum. I actually have a full-time office job. So when I'm not on the road uh, traveling and doing the auctions on NBCSN, I have a full-time job in the office. So needless to say, I'm, I'm a pretty busy guy, and I'm not complaining.
1: Wow, when do you find time to play with your band
5: uh, not as often as <laughs> not as often as we'd like We do squeeze a few shows in occasionally redline 7000band.com for anybody listening that wants to take a look and take a listen to the great uh, 60s and 70s classic rock a lot of stuff you can listen to on there it's we've been we've been playing together since 1992 we don't play very often but when we do it's we have a ball.
1: That's good to know. Uh, also, you still have a small collection of uh, guitars. Now, I know you're an offender of Jaguars, right? Is it Jaguars or Jazzmaster? Jazzmaster, Jazz yeah. Well, wait a minute. Now, do you have... How about a Mossrite? You get a Mossrite?
5: No, but I always wanted one. I wanted one of the Ventures editions. Yeah, that was a guitar that's on my that's on my list. And now you now you sparked <laughs> Now you've got me thinking about that.
1: No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You because every time you're at Kissimmee, you know we always talk about the uh, guitar expo, and you never get a chance to get over there because you're always so busy. But wait a minute. When is Mika going to do a musical instrument, a string instrument, a guitar? Now th- that could be your baby, a guitar auction.
5: You know, with the way that we're going, 14 collector car auctions, two vintage motorcycle auctions, those are televised too, July and June in Las Vegas at South Point Casino, Uh, we're the world's largest vintage motorcycle auction as well, four tractor auctions this year. We are the largest vintage tractor auction company. Hey, musical instruments, guitars, I would not be surprised, Robert. Just stay tuned.
1: It's on the radar. Okay, well, count me in on that, because I'd like to help out on that one. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Tell us about the Gatsby Exotic Collection. What's that one about?
5: Well, what we've got is a serious collector that, about three four years ago, started picking the cream of the crop with primarily late model European exotics. Okay. And uh, he's just decided to kind of uh, switch things up a bit and 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 uh, bring some late model stuff. the 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 four million dollar price. Part of that collection is one of two La Ferraris we're going to have at this auction. We're going to have a red one uh, and a white one in the Gatsby collection. Uh, his 2015 La Ferrari only has just a little over 200 miles on it. Uh, expected to fetch north of four million bucks. And we sold one last year, a black one, I think, at Monterey. I think it brought 4.2 million, and that's roughly double the sticker price of those cars. It tells you how collectible that uh, state-of-the-art high-tech supercar, I mean, doubling in, in uh, price in two years, pretty impressive.
1: Pretty impressive. He's also got an MC12, which is actually a very rare Maserati, because they only made a handful of those, too, right?
5: Yep, and we sold, I think a couple of years ago, we sold one of those. That's exactly right, a lot of lot of uh, Ferrari DNA on that car as well. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to both vintage and contemporary, and I would say contemporary, let's say, you know, into the new millennium, um boy what just an almost unlimited number of really unusual uh rare not necessarily for Mecum at Monterey but, but but rare overall you know late model McLaren P1 the list just you know goes on and on it's a little bit outside of what we normally do but we're really excited about it once again you know Monterey uh, all eyes on Monterey during mid August as you know car car enthusiasts from around the world flock to peninsula there to enjoy uh auctions and and uh car shows and the concours and vintage racing. I mean it is a world class event that's you know there's not a hotel room available in a fifty mile radius of there I can assure you that.
1: You know it's mind blowing it's funny you mentioned that because now Monterey, everybody is gone at the crack of dawn. Nobody gets in (laughs) until late, late late, late. So you spend maybe four or five hours in a bed, but yet you pay four or five hundred dollars a night. I mean isn't that mind blowing?
5: Yep, you have hit it right on the head. Uh, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest restraints I think that we have at uh, our Monterey auction and growing it is lack of lodging options there, uh, unless people want to stay out and then drive in. But um, people don't spend much time in their rooms there. Events start very early in the morning, uh, typically, and uh, evenings are. Usually reserved for social, uh, you know, hanging out, people getting caught up from their friends from the past year. And if there's any way any of your listeners can wrangle a trip out to Monterey during the Historic Week, you will never forget it. It really is, it really is amazing. Uh, going on at the same time, of course, Woodward Dream Cruise. Oh, yes. an experienced trailer is going to be out there representing a completely different level, uh, the same kind of excitement, but a completely different level of, of the automobile. But so you've got two big celebrations going on at the same time. I uh, wish I could split my time between the two of them.
1: Well, now it's interesting that you mentioned that. Now my question is: is during Woodward Dream Cruise, which that's actually kind of a week-long event, also, but it doesn't. Right. But it's really a one-day event, the Woodward Dream Cruise. And what I always thought was kind of interesting is that outside of like last weekend was St. John's um, Concourse, and RM used to cover that. Used to have an auction there, but during the Woodward Dream Cruise, there's no auction.
5: Well, here's what I think a lot of—here's what we found out. I can't speak for any other auction company. Okay. What we have found out uh, is—and we used to do auctions in conjunction with other events. The last one that we did was an awesome, fun auction that we did up at the uh, Minnesota State Fairgrounds in conjunction with Back to the 50s, which I think is the largest car show in the country. Um, where the whole entire fairgrounds gets taken over by 1950s cars and culture. It's really a cool event. And we have found that we we want to be the event, that our best success comes from when there's no distractions, no other things to do, with the exception of that hybrid, Monterey. We've decided to go to Monterey and compete with all the events that are happening there. But everything else that we do, we, we being Necham, is the event. And we have found that to be our best success so that okay. things don't get... We have good visibility at the Woodward Dream Cruise. A lot of our customers are there, and certainly a lot of cars that we've sold. So we have our big Meekam Experience trailer, which is really cool. Anybody going to be up that way, go check that out. So we're dipping our toe in that promotion water. But um, but again, people said, why don't you come to Detroit for an auction? And, you know, hey, I wouldn't be surprised. We are leaving no stone unturned. I'll tell you that. Well,
1: that's where I was going with this. I mean, I can't think of any anybody that is doing an outstanding Killer auction in Detroit, I a mean Motor City, and really the only person that's really ripe for it is you guys because you're the biggest.
5: Yeah, what we do, what we got, we think fairly well covered up in Detroit. A lot of customers up there. The uh, our annual spring classic, which we just celebrated 30 years in business in May this year, with a with a fantastic event, over 50 million in electric car sales just in May to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the original Dana Meekum Spring Classic in Indianapolis. Not a real long uh, drive or long distance from from the Detroit area. So we've got that region fairly well covered. But something something appeals to me about doing some business in the Motor City. And, you know, we are always looking at new venues and locations all the time. But here's, Robert, here's the problem. It's not a matter of picking a city that we'd like to go to and picking a date that works within our schedule. It's finding a venue, number one, that's suitable to do what we do, and number two, having their availability, because typically convention centers and fairgrounds and different places that we do our, our auctions at, they're booked up years in advance. It's really hard to get in sometimes.
1: Wow, that's true, that's true. The logistical aspect, and then, of course, staffing again.
5: You know. Right. Well, we've got, you know, it takes depending on the size of our auction, it takes anywhere between two or 300 people coming in from outside the area – 40 of us alone on the television crew just to put the TV show on. So it's an incredible logistic effort. And the bulk of those people, the two to 300 people that come on site, most of those people are not full-time Mecham employees. Those are part of our road crew that are either um, taking time off of their regular jobs or, because we've got so many auctions now, uh, kind of semi-retired from their day job and kind of going on the road with Meekum. You might be surprised that we're not having as much trouble as we thought keeping our auction staff. We thought, boy, with this much growth and as big as we are, I mean, where the heck are we going get, to get all these people to come in and work them? But so far, so far I'm knocking on wood that that will always be something we keep an eye on in the future, though.
1: Interesting. Now, we got a few minutes left. Tell us where you think the market's going. It's been really, well, really
5: strong. Number one, yeah, number that's the number one topic across the country right now, in electric cars, is, is the market good? And here's, here's from my observation, which is, is probably valid as anybody's, uh, is the market right now is very stable. There's a few few vehicles that are starting to ease off in value a bit, uh, and I'm not picking on any segment, but we can talk about it. Uh, street rods, uh, uh, kind of changing demographics a little bit. Some really good buying street rods right now. There's a lot of them out on the market. as the aging folks are starting to put them on the market. Uh, but what's picking up steam and kind of... Taking over from there, popular Restomod and Pro Tour '50s and '60s and '70s cars strong as ever, and then getting into the '70s and '80s, the the uh, Fox Body Mustangs are coming on strong. Uh, of course, the Z28s and the Transams from the '70s uh, have ha- have been strong in the last three four years and gaining in strength. And as we go into the 1980s and 1990s, not a lot of choices there. But Buick Grand Nationals, GNX is doing good, and everybody's going to be watching. You know, the early 90s, what's going to happen with the Vipers? You know, Viper uh, in August of this month, will be the last month of production ever for the Vi- Viper to shutting it down. And there's a lot of people out there that are really disappointed. I'm, I'm one of them. I think that's a phenomenal automobile. But I had to make the decision. So what will happen to the value of Vipers in the future, we'll be keeping an eye on
1: it. I also see a strong resurgence, but I think, like you said, you touched on demographics, is uh, a lot of these newer... Uh, European sports cars, you know the Porsches, the Audis, the BMWs, the Mercedes-Benzes, and you know and then then get up into the McLarens, and you get up into the you know more more the the Ferraris, obviously, and the Maseratis, and and now the new Alphas and stuff like that. So those seem to be gaining some steam too, and that's a different market, you know. But that's the younger crowd. So as we right. get older, we're just kind of like, yeah, we're going out the pasture, and you know that's it, just the way. That's just the way it does. Nobody's in the Model Ts anymore, right?
5: Yeah, well, that's exactly right. And you got to give, as we're talking about just the car community in particular, you got to really give a tip of the hat to the Detroit free, all of them today building fantastic cars, the Camaro, the Corvette, you Dodge with the Challenger, Chevy with, or a Ford, of course, with the Mustang, and a variant of it. Shelby GT350 is an incredible driving car. We have a GT500 that's out there looming, um, also appealing to a little bit of a younger market, but that are people that are sort of steeped in that American muscle car slash pony car tradition that started over 50 years ago. And these cars even have retro styling back in that era. And they're selling well. I think it's great.
1: Super. Well,
5: John, we're up against the clock.
1: Thank you very much for coming on the show. One more time, give out the social media for
5: dot com, And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. We're very active. And if you have not joined up to be an InfoNet member, go to com. Put your email address in. It lets you have access to the backside of the Meekham results. And uh, also, you'll get uh, emails uh, from Meekham keeping you up to date on everything that's happening, which is a lot.
1: Super. All right. Well, thank you very much. My special guest this afternoon, John Kramer. The voice of Meekum. John, take care. We'll see you in Monterey. Okay, Okay. don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget if you missed any past shows, nostalgic radio cars, and tell your friends every Tuesday night for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports right here on the Tantalk Radio Network. See you at some of the car shows. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.
2: To be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there will pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. one.
0: W C F Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.